Hello, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the June 16th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 1328 through 1332 of the Catechism. 2. What is the sacrament called? The inexpressible richness of the sacrament is expressed in the different names we give it. Each name evokes certain aspects of it. It is called Eucharist because it is an action of thanksgiving to God. The Greek words Eucharistein and Eulogein recall the Jewish blessings that proclaim especially during a meal. God's works, creation, redemption and sanctification. 1329. The Lord's Supper. Because of its connection with the supper, which the Lord took with his disciples on the eve of his passion, and because it anticipates the wedding feast of the Lamb in the heavenly Jerusalem, the breaking of the bread, because Jesus used this rite, part of the, a Jewish meal, when, as master of a table, he blessed and distributed the bread, above all at the Last Supper. It is by this action that the disciples will recognise him after his resurrection, and it is this expression that the first Christians will use to designate their Eucharistic assemblies. By doing so, they signified that all who eat of the one broken bread, Christ, enter into communion with him and form but one body with him. The Eucharistic assembly, Synaxis, because the Eucharist is celebrated amid the assembly of the faithful, the visible expression of the Church. 1330. The memorial of the Lord's Passion and Resurrection. The Holy Sacrifice, because it makes present the one sacrifice of Christ, the Saviour, and includes the Church's offering. The term Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, Sacrifice of Praise, Spiritual Sacrifice, Pure and Holy Sacrifice are also used, since it completes and surpasses all the sacrifices of the Old Covenant, the Holy and Divine Liturgy, because the Church's whole liturgy finds its centre and its most intense expression in the celebration of the sacrament. In the same sense, we also call its celebration the Sacred Mysteries, we speak of the most blessed sacrament because it is the sacrament of sacraments. The Eucharistic species reserved in the tabernacle are designated by the same name. 1331. Holy Communion. Because by the sacrament we unite ourselves to Christ, who made us sharers in his body and blood to form a single body. We also call it the holy things. Tahagia. Sancta. The first meaning of the phrase communion of the saints in the Apostles' Creed the bread of angels, bread from heaven, medicine of immortality, viaticum, 1332, holy mass, misa, because the liturgy in which the mystery of, the, of salvation is accomplished concludes with ascending forth, missio, of the faithful, so that they may fulfil God's will in their daily lives. All right, so today we've looked at these, um, these uh, few verses dealing with the name of the sacrament and because it has been a central sacrament in the church's central reality for 2000 years and also in different places and different uh, contexts and different cultures it has many names it has many names as i said yesterday the catechism uses the as its preferred name the word eucharist which is an english um version of the Greek Eucharistein, which means thanksgiving. 
And this is the first, the primary um, meaning, this thanksgiving. To be able to thank God, that this is, again, this is something that Christians need. To be able to thank God, that so often we live our lives miserable. We live our lives complaining. We live our lives grumbling, never satisfied, never happy. Always looking for more, always looking for extra. You can win the lottery and you want more. You want more. Always needing more, 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 more. And the Eucharist is a different, a different attitude. This attitude of thanksgiving, of gratitude to God. To be able to say that God is good. God provides. God has given me everything I need. And so this is the first uh, meaning of the Eucharist, this thanksgiving. Which again is the, um, has its origins in Jewish prayer, as it tells us. That in, in, in Hebrew, the Catechism doesn't say this, but in Hebrew the word is Berakah. And if you go to a Jewish liturgy, so often nearly all the prayers start with Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu. Blessed be the Lord our God. This blessed of God, this blessing of God, to speak well of God. That this is the, 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 the vocation of the Christian, this is the vocation of the Jew also. To bless God, to be able to bless him. And, uh, you know, many times in the gospel, Jesus says, I bless you, Father of heaven and of earth. I bless you, that Jesus blesses the Father. And we, through Jesus, can also bless. And this is the first meaning of the sacrament, to have this, then the Lord's Supper, obviously, with the link to the Last Supper. The Eucharist, the Christian Eucharist, is not a reenactment. Sometimes people make the mistake of thinking they have to reenact the Lord's Supper. And you have to, I don't know, dress, have somebody dress like Jesus and have the same food that they had. They didn't have just bread and wine. So bring in the other food and to do the Jewish liturgy and all the rest of it. And again, there's nothing at all wrong with the Jewish cedar, with the Jewish Passover liturgy. That's fantastic. It's well worth studying for Christians. If you have a Jewish friend who invites you to celebrate the Passover with them, by all means go to it. It's an all-night prayer vigil but it's exceptionally beautiful. It's well worth going to. But when we celebrate the Eucharist, we don't do this. We don't reenact. We're not like the people trying to reenact the Civil War or something, trying to dress up in uh, funny costumes. No, this is not what it is. It is the reality of the Lord's Supper, the reality of the Last Supper, which is also the reality of the Supper of the Lamb at the end of time, that this is what it is. And the main section of it is this fraxio panis, this breaking of the bread, that we have the bread is broken. That in this breaking of the bread um, is one of the, the fundamental actions of the Eucharist. Again, we see it later on, uh, more about a symbolism. And sometimes people talk about the, um, the, the renewal of the Second Vatican Council, and uh, they say, what was wrong with the liturgy before? And it's not that there were things wrong with the liturgy before, but sometimes things were a little bit weak. And one of the things was that if the Eucharist is the breaking of the bread, the fraxio panis, in the preconciliar mass, the extraordinary form as it's now called, that um, nobody ever sees the broken bread other than the priest. The laity, when they go to mass, don't actually see this broken bread. And yet, in the, in the gospel, it tells us they recognized him in the breaking of the bread. And it's a, it's a fundamental sign of, the, um, uh, of Christ, the seeing the bread broken, to break it. That, uh, so anyway, 
So this is the, the next thing. And again, it goes through. I'm just following along what the Catechism says here, looking at the different things. There is the obviously the whole sacrifice language. There are many different examples of sacrifice. It gives it because it fulfills all of the sacrifices of the Old Covenant, of the Old Testament, and it brings about Christ's sacrifice here. In the Eucharist, the death of Christ is present. But not just the death, also the resurrection. So his sacrifice is present. And this is, um, again, uh, some beautiful imagery, some beautiful poetry, some beautiful prayers speaking with this about the sacrament as a sacrifice. The love of Christ, ultimately it's about his love. Look how much he loved us. Then the Holy and Divine Liturgy. Liturgy is the word that's used in the East. If you find the word liturgy in the Eastern churches without qualification, it usually means the Mass for us. But that this is the, the Most Blessed Sacrament and then Communion. That the Communion that's given as, um, as the Holy Things. Again, the Holy Things, the Hagia, the Sancta. These holy things for the holy is very important. We saw before in the creed, when we look at the creed, how the communion of, of the saints is also the communion of the holy things, which is the communion that we receive from Holy Communion. And this uh, medicine for immortality, so many others. And then the, the word that is often used in the West, the word mass, is actually the last word uh, of the go. Uh, it's the go you are sent. Go in the name. Go in the name of Christ. Uh, you know uh, this. Ite misa est was the last words of the priest you say in the mass, and that's where it got its name. The misa, this missio mission. It's got the same root as mission, and it means to be sent. And so this is the the the, the word that, as I say, is, is probably most often used in the English speaking world is mass, and uh, it has this meaning also of being sent. So that we don't just celebrate the Eucharist for ourselves. We don't just celebrate it so that we can polish our halos or say how fantastic we are or say how great we are. But we celebrate it so that we can go out and return to the world and we can act like Christ in the world. We can bring his Holy Spirit. We can act like him to those around us that we can be um, strengthened for this. That this is what we meet in the Eucharist. We meet Christ himself who comes to us and prepares us and strengthens us and makes us better people, makes us better versions of ourselves, allow us, allows us to live life to the full and therefore to bear witness to his goodness to those around us. So very well. So tomorrow we're going to continue and tomorrow we're going to look at numbers 1333 to 1336. God bless.